Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of The Comics Comic, found wherever you can type The Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people with dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. For a third consecutive year, New York Times comedy critic Jason Zinneman has invited me into his home so we can tackle the year in comedy, but from a largely positive standpoint by focusing on the MVPs, the most valuable performers in comedy for the year. In 2017, despite the Trump effect having much more serious repercussions than some had expected, we had plenty of positives to look back on, from Nathan Fielder to Jordan Peele, as well as Tig Notaro, Dave Chappelle, Tiffany Haddish, Kamel Nanjiani, Donald Glover, Jimmy Kimmel, and more. Who'd we single out this year? I want to find out too, so let's get to it! Don't waste the good stuff Don't with Jason Zinneman. <laughs> so I am, uh, I'm, welcome to the third annual comedy MVP episode of Last Things First. Um, here at the home of Jason Zinneman, uh, the best-selling uh, author of the Letterman biography and uh, comedy critic for the New York Times. Great to be here, man. It feels good to hear best-selling. <laughs> It feels good. I think you're the first person to ever introduce me with that. That man, that felt good. That felt good. Thank you. That's a credit they can't take away from you. It was one week. It was only one week. But I'll die with it. Best-selling that's author. A, that's they, all you need. They can't take. I don't. There's no. One week. I could be Stephen King, or I could be one week on bestseller. We both are the same. Best-selling author. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly true. Yeah. And I think Dave even read the book, didn't he? Dave Letterman. Yeah. Uh, I know the answer to this, <laughs> but I am not at liberty to say. Uh, uh, any truth to rumor that he won the Mark Twain Prize Award this year because of your best-selling biography? No truth at all. No truth at all. No. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did get a credit on the Mark Twain. Uh, the guy who runs it did a... Uh, From the Kennedy Center? Yeah, the Kennedy Center. Yeah, he, he uh, contacted me when they early on and asked about... <laughs> you know what clips and stuff oh, right. uh so um i was happy to help out on that but the uh but i did hear some interesting rumors about this is some this is one fun rumor i learned okay. posted which was that because you know one weird thing is that leno got the twain award before letterman why is that who so that was always a mystery right well the whole the whole mark twain prize is a mystery to me what do you mean well there were a couple of years where they skewed young and I think they just did that for the for the kids. True, true. To award people who were forty years old as like for a <laughs> lifetime achievement award. In comedy. Like Wait, Tina who was that? That was Tina Fey. Is she the skewing young? But she had yeah. earned it by then. And Will Ferrell. And you're like, but but I guess you're their trying... history heretofore had been Honestly, all like as, as a lifetime achievement. Award. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it became a TV show. They won ratings, right? Instead of instead of rewarding people for their service to the country before they die, right, right. Okay, but so, so here's my scurrilous rumor mm-hmm. that I heard, but it's oh, right. so which is that are the kids they, asleep? They, they they're they're probably like listening downstairs as they always are. It's our <laughs> annual tradition that they're downstairs listening. The um that um they offered it to Dave. This is like I don't know, ten years ago, fifteen years okay. ago, and he turned it down. And then to spite him, 
they gave it to Leno. <laughs> they gave it to Leno. <laughs> and of course, Leno like nothing more than right. to, than to we'll spite him. Like this, this is probably totally. In fact, I think I asked the guy and he denied it. Hmm. But I heard that as a rumor, which I thought was delightful. So that's not in the book. It's not in the book and probably not even true. But 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 <laughs> just, but spread it to everyone you know, because <laughs> it's it's too good to check, as they say. Yes. Well, we're here on the um, third night. As I look at the candles, second, second night, second night, second night there's of a menorah. Hanukkah. You should tell. There's a, we have I've both a menorah here and a Christmas tree. Although to make I you ce- feel comfortable, I celebrate. I've brought Christmas back. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's this sick. podcast is is coming out on Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But back here in the past, we're on the second night of Hanukkah, right. which some people spell with an H and some people spell with a CH. I'm, some I'm, people go with 1K, some people go with 2. And uh, people who don't like Jews go with 3Ks. <laughs> uh, I go with the CH. CH. I want to start, actually, with because okay. this, this is the annual MVPs. Yes, the annual MVPs. One of the greatest traditions in, in the history of comedy. It is. That Sean and myself, who are, have been... How, when did you start Comics Comic? Ten years ago, 2007. November of 2007. So you really started the comedy boom. That's that's what that's yes right I I <laughs> actually it's you it started that in two thousand seven Marin started his podcast in two thousand eight no two thousand nine two thousand Louis Louis broke his mm-hmm. uh, went independent with shit with the movie they wanted to make sure I had content for the website <laughs> and then so in people people said oh finally the, finally there's a comedy website we need to start making more comedy what's that other comedy website with the, the with the two comics they're like are they a husband and wife team or it's a man and a woman who are co- stand-up comics i don't know if it's still around do you know what i'm talking about oh no uh shecky magazine is that what it is yeah shecky magazine they stopped about what happened to them eight years ago when i got the job they, they, moved, they slammed me do you they, remember that they moved to las vegas right uh they wrote a book okay. about comedy and then they stopped doing the website interesting yeah interesting yeah, they. We, we we should go check on them though. We bo- we both should go to Las Vegas and write write uh, competing columns about <laughs> comedy in Las Vegas. <laughs> you for the Times and me for. I have a good friend who who uh, was I uh, moved to Las Vegas and worked at the works at the Alternative Weekly there and loves it. She's she's a big uh, big booster. Speaking of um, oh so, oh, so, oh, oh, oh I, I wanted oh. To, I wanted to praise you on something. Oh. Um, I wanted to say one of my comedy MVPs, because of course podcasting is a big part of comedy today, yes. right? Last week you did a podcast with Sue Costello yes. that nobody listened to, <laughs> but everybody should. Oh. Uh, and it, it got Sue Costello, who is like a comedian, you know, underrated comedian. Yeah, she came out of the, the big comedy boom of Boston in the late 80s, early 90s. Really? Had a, had a sitcom on Fox in the late 90s when the... The, the big comedy gold rush of sitcoms for comedians. Well, that was what year was it? 98. 98, right, right. When they were giving out huge development deals and giving everybody a sitcom. Right. I mean, she's one of these people who's like, uh, you know, really funny, worked her ass off, has never gotten like, I mean, I guess she got the, the sitcom, but it didn't like take, it didn't take off. No. And, but she's like, kept plugging. She's like, like most comedians. Most yeah. good, she's like, she, uh, um, and, uh, and you had, and you know, obviously you guys were talking about sexism in, mm-hmm. in the comedy scene or something, and it, and it got real in a way that it rarely does in these podcasts <laughs> I thought that you handled, I thought very, very well. Oh, thank you. Um, 
And uh, anyways, people should listen to it. Are you going to get real with me here tonight? So Probably do I need not to that prepare, real. No. Emotionally prepare for this? I, yeah, if you want me to, I can okay. take it. Yeah. Well, for our annual comedy MVPs, uh, which was partially in response to Bill Simmons, wrote a column eons ago about comedy MVPs, which I thought was trash. So, so I decided we're going to have a legitimate comedy MVP. Uh, in 2015, we it was unanimous. Uh, Amy Schumer was the definitive MVP of 2015. Right. In 2016, uh, my vote was for Kate McKinnon. And did I persuade you to agree with me or not? You I'm might not. have. I forgot. I forgot the whole conceit of this thing because now I'm like, the most damn, valuable, who's going to be the, the most valuable no, I know, performer? I know, but I know who's going to be this comedy. year. Okay. Okay. So, like, okay. if you look at if you look at it like sports, you're wearing a New York Knicks. Yes, I am. I T-shirt, am. not a jersey. You're, you're a grown-up person, so you're not wearing, you're not <laughs> wearing then, a jersey as if you're on the team. You're wearing a T-shirt. Didn't we argue about this whether or not it's like the person who's the best or the most influential or the most? Isn't right? Isn't well, it? people just like in sports, people vote different ways on an MVP. That's true. Like, That's true. Because can you be the MVP on a losing team? That's true. Okay. So, is it just pure stats, or is it? Like, I got a, what is your value to comedy? I got a bunch of ideas. So, now. okay. This year, for the first time, yeah, uh, I do not have a clear favorite. I'm I'm sitting here willing to be swayed. Interesting. by you. Interesting. I can make a case for many people, and I'll I'll give you a list list of names. Okay, uh, hold your applause <laughs> or criticism until I've gone through the, the names. Here here are the names I have under consideration. Okay, Kumail Nanjiani, Tiffany Haddish, Donald Glover, Issa Rae, Tignataro, Jordan Peele. Dave Chappelle, wow. Sam B, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, Hassan Minaj, Jimmy Kimmel, Roy Wood Jr., and Maria Bamford. Wow. I, I'm, I'm curious to hear you made the case for a couple of... I'm curious to hear you... Made, I, I've got a bunch of responses to what yes, you said. I, but, but I like to hear you made the case for Roy Wood Jr., well, who has the best publicist working in comedy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's the uh, the uh, but what what do you? Not, not, that's not an insult on Roy Wood. I like Roy Wood mm. too. But, well, but I, I I'd like to hear you make the case for him. Well, I have Roy on the list because spoiler alert: uh, when I come out with my best comedy specials of 2017, he's at the top. Wow! All right, interesting. So interesting. That was a good special. Yeah. 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 Um. So I would. All right. So do you want me to the the, the names do who you, I would I would. I would say. You can either attack my list or or Should I start or identify, by attacking your list? Or, or, I, or if you have your own list, we can see how All right. I, I made a list of like names that were, I thought were. And not just people who responded to your Twitter feed. Exactly. No, none of those people. <laughs> All right. First of all, I will, I'll say where I agree with you. Okay. I think you can make a good case for Jordan Peele, even though he's done nothing comedy-wise. But obviously, he's, he's a comedian who's had a, made this titanic movie wrote right? and directed get out one yeah. of the best movies of the year by far it probably it probably should win the oscar and and there's a raging argument going on about whether or not it's a horror film or a comedy which right. i have a very strong opinion that it's a horror film which as I'm, a writer of both genres exactly i'm gonna write a piece on this but i'm but so 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 but i think you can make a case tied to the nominations or tied to the awards I think I'm going to write something for the Glo- for the Globes. Okay. Cuz from like a Cuz it is entered as a comedy slash musical. That infuriates me. <laughs> that infuriates me in a way that's totally unreasonable. So that that's I, a good that's a good reason to write yes, a column. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay, so, so Jordan Peele? Okay, so Jordan Peele I could see Okay. Every, um 
I'm gonna throw a like a look because this in a weird way I was looking back. This like so many big names came back and had specials this year, right? Yes, and but so many oh, of them are not on my list. Exactly, none of them I think should be there. None of them should be MVP. I mean, we're talking about Seinfeld, mm -hmm. uh, Chappelle, Chris Rock. I mean, he didn't have a special, but he had a he had a tour. Mm -hmm. um, Louis had a tour or, and a special. Yes, uh, one of the best specials. One of the best Although, tours with, with caveats. Now, okay, the. Uh, now, a Roy Scoville, uh, or Scoville, 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 Scoville. Um, the, I, but he's not part of this, this, right. this type of, uh, Larry David, I obviously came back uh, with, with Curb, Curb, Curb. Yeah. so all right, but none of those people, inferior I would, season of Curb, though, inferior season, none of those people wouldn't, here are people who I, not thinking about this at all, mm -hmm. until right now, <laughs> but I'm going to give two wild cards, all right, <laughs> one you didn't mention, oh, okay, Nathan Fielder, oh, the season finale yes. of Nathan for You okay. was the best movie I've seen all year. Finding Francis. Did you see it? I have not seen it yet. Oh, my God. Stop. Because I, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because uh, the last time I watched Nathan for You during this season, I had to turn it off because I was on such a roller coaster between hilarious, guffawing, giggling right. fits and squirming in my chair that I just couldn't I couldn't take it I couldn't so I had to turn it off you have to watch which is you have to watch the finale because the which is which is not a complaint it's just no like, I, I understand. had such visceral reactions I understand, but the, the finale look as a, I'm a huge fan of the show oh the, I love the show but too. the finale did something which the rest of the show has never done okay I and mean, the finale is something entire in my opinion like it, he takes this prank form mm -hmm. right which he is already like you know which he turned prank slash kind of cringe comedy form right and he transcends it to to make something which is both like deeply moving and poignant and sentimental and um like a carefully observed I hate, I'm going to sound really pretentious now, but Chekhovian <laughs> character study. It's like, it seems insane, but mm -hmm. like he's basically doing that with the form that Punked was in. Like he's right. doing, like that is a miraculous thing to pull up. I was in bawling in tears at the end of this. I did not expect to be bawling in tears at the end of Nathan for You. And for now. that alone, he makes so, your, your so, short list of MVPs. So if I was to say like right now, like mm -hmm. who did like the most exceptional, ah, like right. transcendent yeah. work. I, I don't right, know. Most I don't, outstanding player. I don't know if I, you, I can be in the view. Now, mm -hmm. for best um, special and for, for comic who I think is like come into its, his own. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you the, my three okay. top ones. So Nathan Miller, Nathan one. Mm -hmm. Two, I give a vote for Norm MacDonald. I think uh -huh. this was the year that people finally realized that Norm MacDonald is like a next level comedic genius that like uh, people there was always comedians who thought that right but i thought and in, in part that's because of the public catching up to it but i also think it has to do with him he evolved if you see his new special first of all he hadn't done that many specials right um so part of this whole netflix boom was that it made these guys who or women who hadn't done specials do specials right and, everybody came out of the woodwork yes i think he doubled down on what he does well, which is sort of like this incredibly unexpected, intricate language. Like he's just like he's a, and he, pure and pure. Yeah. So I think I think there's a case to be made for for Norm Macdonald. Okay. But all right. The real answer. Yes. Um, which <laughs> this is not the Hollywood Squares. Right. Exactly. Which, you don't do your which, joke answers first. Which takes the um, 
which which takes the broadest interpretation of mm-hmm. an MVP, which is neither like the best word, but like the most influence. Because right, right. now, as you know, before the start, we're in this incredible moment of the reckoning. We're the in reckoning. the reckoning. We're in the reckoning. This Me Too moment when when. Uh, you know, I think you would have thought a couple months ago that we'd all be talking about like, well, how are the comedians responding to Trump? Well, now it's like, how are comedians responding to this absolutely revolutionary fundamental shift in social mores and shift in uh, how we look at, um, you know, the genders treating each other? And I think that is a response to Trump. Though. You're right. You're 100%. Societal, not just comedy. You're 100%, 100% right. And so obviously comedy, you know, these, these strange, every day there's right. a new uh, famous or uh, prominent men going down for sexual harassment. Right. Um, right. In comedy, we had Louis C.K., Al Franken. That's right. And uh, tangentially, but still influential for comedy with Def Jam, Russell Simmons. That's true. I didn't even think of that. So yeah, you have these three major figures in comedy, right? But before Louis C.K. went down, which was the big one, mm-hmm. um, you had Tignatero before even the New York Times broke this Harvey Weinstein story, yeah. which was really the, the major story that I think, you know, years from now, people will look at that as this sort of Woodward and Bernstein moment, um, uh, where, uh, which was just like tremendous reporting by these, these, uh, these two uh, journalists. Um, Tignatero made this show in which he made the argument through uh, a television series against sexual harassment of the style that Lucy K was doing, you know, barely veiled. Right? And, then, and then used that to make the case against Louis. She did, yeah, exactly. She was, as, as she's explained in interviews, she was felt stuck in this position where she was now tied to this guy who she knew these horrible things about and didn't, but didn't know how to deal with it and felt, I guess, you know, compromised by it. Right. So she found her way out of that through her work. Uh, and One Mississippi, I think, is a very good show. I wouldn't say it's the greatest show I saw all year, but th- its connection to sort of anticipating this moment makes it, I think when we look back, when we look back on this year, this is all we're going to think about. Well, the, but that's the thing. It wasn't anticipating the moment. It was, it was making a bold statement before it was the in thing to do. Yep. Which yep. is, which is real bravery. It really was. To come out and do that thinking no one's going to, no one's going to support this. No one's going to believe me because that's what women faced for centuries. Totally. And I mean, did you... So that's why Tig's on my list. Yeah. Tig's on my list because she was willing to make that stand before before it was safer. Completely. Completely. I mean, it's interesting... Before before any women felt safe about coming forward with their stories. I mean, you know, just in, in our own insular New York comedy world, we've seen plenty of cases where uh, unknown... Or not unknown, but not famous improvisers or people in the communities have come up with rape charges and you know women are scared to put their names out there and i mean that's the story that hasn't really been i mean obviously these high profile stand-up names right but there's been one has there been an improv theater that hasn't been hit with one of these scandals I mean, obviously, UCB has. UCB has. I, the, I.O. has. The Pit has. The, the, the Pit has. That was that. Yeah. Ali. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. The Pit has. I guess Magnet. Uh, the, Reckless. 
Uh, I don't know if you. That's like the fourth one that that popped up where the, the guy, the guy who ran, ran the Reckless mm. Improv, uh, quit and, and under one of these scandals. Right. Uh, I don't know if Magnet has. I think Magnet might be the only one in the city. If you really think about it, Magnet might be the only one in the city not. And then in Chicago, Second City has, IO has. So and then in LA, IO has. Uh, this is. Uh, and in a way, it hit these improv theaters before it hit Hollywood because the IOS thing in LA happened before and the UCB thing happened last well, year. Because their structure, because it's so much based on classes yep. and teams, yep. whereas stand-ups are such individual floating Well, there's all these people. There's beings. a big power differential. Yeah, there's so and, much more, there's there's so no much more HR power structures. Yeah. That's the big change that's going to happen. I think we'll look back like IO now has an HR department. These places that like before, you know, like, yeah, the like, UCB signed up with a website where you can report. I mean, that's going to change. Yeah, you know, that's these things are going to these things are going to change. The um, but anyways, so we're your off vote track. is for TIG? I don't know if my you, vote's you for said the TIG. real answer. Well, those are my three. Those are my three candidates. You gave a whole li- a laundry yeah. list. You, you, your your turn. Okay. You you didn't you didn't you didn't make a vote. You just no. you just you just vomited out a bunch of names. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess if I had to boil the list down, um, I'll, I'll get. Can I? Can we talk about some more? Well, I, I have some other. Uh, I think something you mentioned. You mentioned mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish. Yes, that's a good case to make in terms well, the, of. He, I was going to say like okay. the ones that I could make real solid cases. Yes, for. yes. I mean, you know, Tiffany Haddish may have an Oscar nomination for her supporting role in Girls Trip. Um, even before that, she was she was stealing scenes on NBC's The Carmichael Show. Right. You know, she got to host Saturday Night Live, which has not always been uh, kind to black women. Right. Um, she's going to be on this new TBS show with Tracy Morgan. That's where right. She's apparently just as big a star on it as he is. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, she's having one of those. She's having a Melissa McCarthy She really year. is. She really is. So... Yeah, I could make an easy case for her. What about Lee Camp? <laughs> Lee Camp won the election. He did not win the election. He, he and the he did Russians. Not win the election, and he did, and he did uh, email me a kind reply when I asked him about uh, RT, the Russian Kremlin-backed TV network that he works for, uh, having to sign up as foreign agents. He gave me a, a, a kind reply when I asked him for comment. Is that true? What he said? Yeah, yeah. He said that you know he's free to say whatever he wants. Right, right. I always he's free to say whatever he wants. Like I don't know who's listening to this podcast, and my last name is McCarthy. <laughs> so whenever we're talking about the communists, I always pause. Is uh, if Lee the 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 the, the most hilarious? But he, he would not can, be. Can I say one thing? Well, Lee when I look back in this year, I I wrote a piece. You're on turning this into a, just a year in review. Yes, I am. It, I am. This is the comedy MVP. I know. Episode. But, but Lee Camp was was a singular one because. I've never received more hate mm-hmm. than a piece that I've used in Lee campus year. And it was like Russian bots and all that nonsense. Right. Well, I mean, they've taken over social media and to a certain extent ruined the whole thing. Yes. Facebook. But what's interesting about Lee Camp, and I'm surprised every comedian, Facebook, Twitter, every comedian in America should I be. I don't think they're responsible for Vine closing. But every comedian in America should be offended at, at Lee Camp because Lee Camp's justification is that when and he's just said this again recently mm-hmm. when you say why are you on rt right he said because rt i i i, I is the only place 
where you could say the things that I say. I'm so out there. I, I, I'm so dangerous to corporate America that I couldn't be on Comedy corporate Central. <laughs> I couldn't be or, on Corporate America. I, I couldn't work the Comedy Cellar because those... those you know, I couldn't work at TBS. Right. Only RT. Every other comedian in America. Imagine what all the rest of the comedy world would do mm-hmm. if they weren't under these tight restrictions that Lee Camp talks about. <laughs> yes. I, anyways. All yes. right. So Lee, Lee Camp won he the election. He's free to he's, bash he, America. He's, uh, he, so, so there's okay, Tif- so Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Um, Donald Glover. Because not only did he make um, one of the great shows of the year in was Atlanta. Was that this year? Jesus. Yeah. That this it year? feels like two years oh ago, my but it God. was this year. But also, he was just nominated for the biggest Grammys of the year. Wow, that's true. For his Childish Gambino record. That's pretty good. Which you haven't had a comedian up for album of the year since, I think, Bob Newhart. Wow. When wow. he somehow won. Huh. Huh. Album of the year. That's incredible. Because 1961 was a different <laughs> that's true that's true have you know you've been watching uh, they the were Mar- on the Victrolas <laughs> have you watched The Marvelous Mrs. Uh, Maisel I'm gonna watch it over the holidays there's a Bob Newhart reference oh, there's to that very uh, um... so Donald Glover certainly like in TV and like he he could he could pull close to EGOT status that's true he's he's, he's in the running there that's um, true the other people you know, we just we discussed Jordan Peele briefly you kind of overlooked Chappelle, although I have to say, putting out three, even though two of them were taped in previous years, he'll have his third special coming out on New Year's Eve. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Three in a year is three kind of in unprecedented. A year. That's insane. And one of them, although because Netflix packaged the two old ones together, right? but Age of Spin has been up for Grammys and Emmys. Not the Emmy, but the Grammy. It's up for he's up for a Grammy, right? Um, and I, I think the New Year's Eve one could be better than that. Who knows? I mean, you've seen him more often. Yeah, we'll see. Do the full show. We'll see. I mean, he. It's you're right. The three. I mean, <clears throat> but you know, as far as he's certainly the comeback. <laughs> Even though he never truly right, left, right. but don't most. But in people, the minds of in the minds of comedy, in the minds of comedy fans, it's certainly the comeback of the year hmm. to put out three specials. In a, that's true. That's true. To put out three specials when people a, have been dying for but a as decade. You, for, as you point out, it's content. a little deceptive because they're right. from like three years ago, and yeah. they, it's just a matter of backlogged up. And, and I think and the like, Texas one suffers for the it's Texas datedness. one is not as good because, as the other one because it comes out late. And then the other one, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the, um, I mean, yeah, the other argument for Chappelle is he had this pretty unique stint at Radio City. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that month he was at Radio City was like an event every night um, over the you summer. You went to that. I, I went to two of them. Yeah, so. And it was like, I so saw, you can tell, I saw so a Kendrick you can concert. I mean, like, I showed up and it's like a, a Chappelle show for an hour and a half and then like a full Kendrick Lamar yeah. concert. It was incredible. Um, and then he joined Chris Rock's tour for part of it. True. But but all that being said, I it was it's I'm I'm surprised you're saying that like oh he would he's the obvious to come back of the year because I would argue that this was the first year that the critical consensus turned against Chappelle. Mm. That he had all Well that's he, because his his old one was not as woke. <laughs> exactly. I think it's because of the transgender stuff, which yeah. is a whole other discussion because I think to some degree, although not completely, I think the 
criticism he got was unfair. Right. Um, that that's what I'm saying. Because, yeah. Because because that's the that's the problem with putting out a special that's dated. No, no, I don't mean about the special. Because a lot His of criticism, the criticism would have been different of it two years ago than it was putting out two years later. Because the because society had 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 evolved. True, but uh, I saw him twice at Radio City. Right. The first one, and then like one in the middle. And what was interesting to me is that the one the the one in the middle he had sort of incorporated the criticism of himself mm-hmm. of his own transgender jokes into the work, not in such a way that would have satisfied everybody who wants the most woke comedy, but. I thought that a lot of the jokes became about him being like sort of hit they can't he was very self-conscious about coming at it from the point of view of an older guy who was out of it, right? And he was trying to both make the case for himself but also kind of be in dialogue with what the culture is. And to me, but you would never have gotten that if you just read the internet's response to it. The internet's response to it was like Take a quote he said out of you know and put it out and look at some of the 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 cruder bits he did mm-hmm. and be like he just did this, the the cheapest transgender jokes out there and some of his jokes were genuinely cheap right. I mean, there's no question about it the uh, but um, I thought he was at Radio City at least trying to think through trying to be like this this guy whose first reaction is kind of like. What happened to to uh, Bruce Jenner? Like right. you know, and then being confronted with somebody who like asked him to question his pronoun usage, right? And his first response is kind of balking at it and sort of conservative, and then sort of trying to. Here's a guy who has like progressive bona fides, trying to kind of. Uh, um, and a model citizen in in Ohio. Yeah, and a model citizen. And I think that I mean that's part of what the hard work the comedy does is like, all right, here's a guy trying to think out loud in public um, and be vulnerable. And yeah, is he is his politics going to align perfectly with with everybody? No, but it's he's not some lunkhead who's just going out there trashing transgender people over and over again. Uh, which isn't to say he's immune from criticism. He's he's all it's it's totally worthwhile. But anyways, in a weird way, the 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 debate around his transgender jokes is what stands out to me most about this year. Um, both as a sense that like oh, Chappelle seems kind of behind the times. Chappelle seems like Cosby was when he was telling people to like pull up their pants. Yeah, pull up the pants. Like he's kind of the, the concern, even though he's not that old. But he, by in comedy years, he's old. Yeah, he's younger than me still. Yeah, but he was but he's been doing it since he was fourteen. Right. So he's been. Um, <laughs> So he's been—he's thirty years old. This right. was his thirty-year anniversary. So, anyways, this is all long-winded way of yes. saying I would not say Chappelle just, uh, is, it would be my choice. But you—you you keep going. Well, I'm also giving the New Year's Eve special the benefit of the no, doubt that that's he, true. Could, but we don't know. it could roar on a. That's it could, true. It could, you know, make the top of the charts. That's true. <laughs> in retrospect, okay. So the other two names I would make a strong case for. Um, you know, I almost want to make a case for Jimmy Kimmel late, just because, just because he found his voice and was able to like kind of mobilize his audience in a way that Fallon never would. Yep. Or Fallon never could. Right. And and Colbert kind of already <clears throat> has his audience. No, I think that's a good you have a good case. And I I think you I think I would say no comedian had a bigger political impact than Jimmy Kimmel this year. Yeah. And he's still having that impact. He had his kid on the other night to argue about the need for the chip program for children's health insurance. Right. But the other two stand-ups uh, on my list that I would make a stronger case for, um, one is the child of 
Indian immigrants, Hassan Minaj, who put out a blistering one-man show of a special, Homecoming mm-hmm. King, that had run off-Broadway right. across the country, and then also uh, delivered the White House Correspondents' Dinner speech with the president in absentia. Right, right, right. No, it's a good year for him, too. Up, spoke, you know, with That's immigration true. being in Muslims being a huge case. And then the other comedian also on the Muslim immigrant hot tip is Pakistani native turned U.S. citizen Kumail Nanjiani, who proved himself to be a worthy of a leading man. That's true. In The Big Sick, which is up for SAG Awards and perhaps more. You can make a really good case for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's also, you know, come into his own on Silicon Valley. Yeah. And uh, hosted SNL. Yeah. So what, so, so what do you say? What do, well, Sean, you're, you're naming a lot of names. I am. So, but I'm, not, I'm not hearing any momentum behind one in particular. So who, who, gets my, who gets my first place vote? Yeah, who gets your first place vote? That's the big question. <sighs> yeah. What about... Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, th- I think Are we you going to na- try to sway me to her? No, I'm not. I think you've... Any, I mean, I can name a bunch of other people. I mean, like, you know, we haven't mentioned Michelle Wolf. This was a big year mm. for her, although I... Although, uh, Rook- I mean, I, that was more of like a rookie of the year, kind of. That's true. There's or best lot. new artist, if you're talking about the Grammys. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, now, now I'm doing just year-end. Yeah, that's more best new artist, Grammys. What about... Or I'll just throw... Just because I did this. This is my... Yeah, I, try, I went to, through a, try to help help me form my opinion by throwing out some more stuff. No, this is totally uh, just bullshitting. But the but <laughs> but but I, 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 I went to Dublin to see Kathy Griffin. Oh. And... I want to hear what you say. I mean, what I didn't really understand, think about this. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about, like, I was like, Kimmel of the most political impact. I say that because the health care bill didn't go through. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, he seemed to sway people. Right. But the, the comedian who took the most heat, and mm-hmm. keep in mind, or the artist, I would even say, took the most heat. Trump has attacked so many artists. Hamilton... Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. you know, on and on and on. SNL, right? But Kathy Griffin, that beheaded Trump photo, right? Which was a stunt that she knew full while she was doing at she, the time. She was put on a no-fly list, right? She, <laughs> and was charged, had to meet with like fed with the feds, and was oh Secret Service. No, like like the like federal investigators in charge for a conspiracy to assassinate the president. She had to meet that she was like debrief and every time she goes to the airport she gets stopped. Uh she was fired from her job for uh, uh for harassing Anderson Cooper on her exactly on New Year's harassing Anderson Cooper and her whole tour was was canceled, right? right? The US tour cuz the US tour to which Ireland is why State. I went to Ireland too. But when you think about like who has paid the biggest price for speaking out against Trump? It's not even close as right. far as I'm concerned. Like she and so I saw this incredible wild show that she gave where she so what, fainted did at the re- end. Did her show reflect? Yeah, she talked all about this and it was fascinating and it was even more sort of charged because it was on like foreign soil. So it felt like this woman who like had been banished from the country and then she just wouldn't, she was on stage for two hours and had like 15 minutes and in the end she, you know, she's like a 57 year old woman and she was just, you know, working right. around. So she fainted on stage. It was a crazy show. I mean, it was like a... And didn't she respond to your... Yeah, so they come and say like that wasn't for effect. Yeah, she said it wasn't for effect, and she apparently in the next show she worked it into her show about like the one show she you know the New York Times shows up she had the defender. But anyway, anyways, I I mean so she she's not my MVP, but that was a memorable show. No, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be, I, someone, another journalist called me recently about Kathy Griffin asking about like whether she's been blacklisted. She kind of has. Yes and no. I mean, she can't, I think currently she can't play the theater she wants to play, but she could certainly find, like she still has her audience. She sure does. That but she could play to, but just not in the, in the big theaters. But when she, she the other thing she did is, is she went after uh, Andy Cohen. I mean, she does not give a fuck. She she's burning all bridges, and like I don't know what if she can get back on TV. I mean, maybe she could, right because Andy Cohen does control all of yeah. Bravo, which is her audience. I mean, I just generally like am fascinated by these, and comedy produces more of them than any other art form. These like these people who just don't give a shit and just like <laughs> DGAF they just blow up they you know they they just you know they have no the lexicon I, I I just I admire her I, that she not only um you know after the Trump thing mm-hmm. she doesn't um kind of go quiet but she puts on this worldwide show where she's putting on these like 2 3 hour shows and talking about it it's it's uh you know she's making lemonade out of lemons. You know I'm I'm so torn. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with co MVPs. Uh, that's that's the coward's route. You're no Kathy Griffin. Well, I think, <laughs> but no. well, that's but okay. I but I say that probably in a year's time I'll be able to come back and say which one of them actually was the MVP. Okay, let's hear what because it is. I think some of it is still in is still bubbling and can and can change. Like yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the first two names I put on my list, which were Camille Nanjiani and Tiffany Haddish. Wow, really? Yeah. That's because I think stunning. they I think they both because if I look at what I put down, they both had huge years that that cross through sitcoms, movies, and SNL. Mm. And also break through the white male patriarchy. Uh huh. Uh huh. So now my but I, but I, but but I'm sure that in a year's time I'll probably look back on this and go, you know, now with some added hindsight, this person really was the MVP. You think? No, you won't. Yeah. You're, you'll change your mind a year from no, now. No, I, I, I will. I will be able to split the. Uh, we will split right, the difference. Right. Right. I see. I see. And well, go whether Tiffany Haddish takes off and come out. Right. It's funny because neither of those. It's telling that, like in this year where there's more net, more specials ever released, and more arena. Tiffany tours. Haddish did have a special on Showtime. I know, but you didn't mention that. <laughs> like that. That basically both of those. The arguments for both of those have nothing to do with stand up. I mean, most of, like, for the most right. part. Like Tiffany Haddish breakthrough was girls was girls trip and right. yeah. But I mean, I, mine is the same story. I mean, I would say I, I'm ending up with Nathan Fielder and Tig. Um, that's my co-MVPs because right. I'm also a coward. Um, the uh, and one is and one is more for artistic, and they're more for artistic merit. N- no, no, Nathan. Kind of. Nathan is, but Tig is not. Tig, I think, has had better years in terms right. of comedy. But I, I, I do think when we look back in this year, I think the, we just talked about this before. But I think people will be writing books about this moment right. of uh, this kind of Me Too moment, and I think. It's a l- almost too soon for any comedian to have had like a great piece of work responding to it, but the closest I think you get to it is is Swan Mississippi. So I, I would put, and I and it was brave to put it out that yeah. early. So I think I would put, in terms of significance, uh, to this moment that I would put that there. Yeah. See, I was making the case for Tig a couple of years ago, 
more for being mm. the MVP because she had the HBO special. She had a documentary on Showtime, yeah. and she had sold the show to Amazon. So she was on, and I think she had might have had something. So she had something on like all the networks. Yep. Yep. No, I mean you could find Tig <clears throat> everywhere. No, she has. She's had better artistic years. I think no question. The, uh, um, but uh, that's but you're you're using it the V the valuable. Yep. Yep. I mean, I almost felt bad for like because like, it's MVP. MVP. <laughs> yeah. So how are you valuable to comedy? And yeah, making a statement I, I, the, is in the bigger picture, perhaps more valuable than any stand-up special. I think. I mean, I don't because the jokes of most of these specials will fade. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I, my my first thought was this was not a banner year for specials, despite the fact that everybody had like it was. You'd think on paper it looked right. like an incredible year, but there was we didn't talk about it. like I thought like actually Marin had a really surprisingly good special. Yeah, not like, that I'm surprised it was good, but it was like it showed elements that I hadn't seen before from him. Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm wrestling with my best of list because my editor I'm filing it for decider.com mm. my editor wants it down to 10 I think last year he gave me 17 for 2017 uh huh <laughs> and also you know there's so many specials you could have that many yeah for sure but this year he wants 10 and so I'm wrestling with who makes the cut and Marin is kind of on my on my, my bubble there bubble. It's, I think his, the bit he does about Mick Jagger is fantastic and I think is like there's a, been a lot of comedy in the past couple of years from the point of view of like middle-aged to older dudes, like the anxiety of older dudes. Right. right. Patton Oswalt does a good bit about like trying to stay, but I, I think that was the best one. Patton's was emotional, but I don't. But it doesn't make Patton's doesn't make my top. Patton, yeah, yeah. List. Um, what are the other ones that you have? But I, yeah, everybody. Ha um, the other ones that are that are up there are um, Bamford's. I thought because of the boldness of shooting it in so many different audiences to, to show just how her comedy can translate anywhere. Yeah. Um, I thought Mark Normand. Interesting. I had a breakthrough one, just like Michelle Wolf. Yeah. Th those are kind of my two, like, new kids. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought Gerard Carmichael's second special was much stronger than his first one. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else do I have definitely in the tops? Um... Now that we've said all these names, I'm kind of... <laughs> it's funny. I See, to me, it's like the best specials this year were not by the biggest names. It was like... I thought, like, actually, I just wrote about this guy, but uh, Shane Torres is... Uh, if that's pronouncing his name oh, right. Oh, but his was a record, not a video. It was, it was a record, but still. Same as an hour, you know? the uh, It was... Uh, I thought he was he was a, a great find for me. And just also early in the year, another guy, uh, Fahim Anwar. Do you remember oh, this yeah, guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his was on CISO. R.I.P. CISO. R.I.P. CISO. I was. I thought we he lost was... CISO this year. We lost Vine this year. <laughs> drop out some. Drop a little liquor out uh, for CISO. Uh, uh, Do we lose Vine this year? I thought we lost Vine yeah, last year. It was, it was the beginning of the year. Really? Yeah. I, I looked it up earlier today. Oh to make my sure. god. It's like, it feels. I was looking up my first story. I was like, I wrote about Robert De Niro in the movie The Comedian. That was the first story this year. Uh, since oh, like right. A million years ago. Yeah, um, Robert De Niro and the Comedian. I mean, actually, have you seen Chris Rock show? Uh, not, not on the big tour, no. No, you haven't, okay. So I saw it... I just, just saw it in, de in development. You in saw the cellar. It in the cellar. Yeah. So I saw it the first show in North Carolina, and then I saw right. it again yeah. in Madison Square Garden. And, um... You with your New York Times budget. No. <laughs> the, um, it's, uh, it's a pretty interesting show. I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's him going personal. 
which is like uh, less so in this next one. The original, I, I was sort of like because of the divorce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would put of all these big name, you know, in a way, mm-hmm. the one that stands out, I, Chris Rock. I was sort of felt more like he was pushing himself than Seinfeld or Chappelle. Yeah, the names I have on my list are not the big names. I have uh, Al Madrigal on my list mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because even though Showtime didn't have my favorite ones, his even though I'd heard his um, shrimping story multiple times, I still laughed out loud. There was something about the way he could tell that story that just made me laugh. And, you know, as someone who watches way too much comedy, if you can get me laughing out loud... Um, Do you like Mike Birbiglia? Oh, was that his, this year? Yeah, I mean his the off Broadway version was last year, right? Right. But then right. the Netflix special came out this year. That's a good show. Um, I did like Jim Norton's. Yeah. Um, Ryan Hamilton, uh, Judah Friedlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah Netflix. Uh, our his first special. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Rory Scovel, who you mentioned, um, Brent Weinbach. Yep. For an even weirder choice let, than let me ask Rory Scovel. Let me ask you Brent this. Weinbach. What's the best set you saw this year? Forget special. Oh, or funniest. I wasn't but. prepared for that question. Yeah, well, take your time. I'll go over the answer. Do you have an answer? I do have an answer, only because I'm doing like a best right. year end. Uh, I haven't started thinking about it, but I've, I thought about that. And it, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Leslie Jones, who I saw for the... Where? F- at the cellar, I saw her. Okay. I saw her do a set at the cellar, uh-huh. which you know, maybe if I'd seen her like ten times, right. I wouldn't be as blown away by it. But I, I, it was seeing her on Saturday Night Live does not give you an ounce of sense of what it's like to see her live. I yeah, I have a I have a column idea sort of about that about like people who are misused. Yeah, because I think she's like I, I, SNL is kind of a disservice. Because she's not an actress, right? So throwing her in all these sketches just makes her look bad. Yeah. And then they don't let her on Weekend Update all the time. We're, we're but you put her in front of a, cl- a crowd and, and on network TV, and she's first of all she creates this like oh she's electric. She le- she creates this tension with the crowd, yeah. and then her delivery. I swear to God, it was like it reminded me at times of Kinnison. I mean, it was ferocious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I found her really exciting live. Uh, and that was like when I think back at like oh that was just like that was really really uh, memorable. Um, I mean that and like Kathy Griffin were both like that th- those were those were sets. Mulaney's set at uh, Night of Too Many Stars. That was really good. And also I'm also going to write about the uh, Mulaney and Kroll's Spirit Award. Yes. Well, th- I saw that was in the Twitter in your Twitter mentions. I, 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 that guy's going to think that he gave me the idea, but that was already <laughs> on the list. For, well, and and. Uh, also, their Ho- Oh Hello show. Yes. Although the the Broadway show was last year, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't the Netflix this year. And then Netflix this year. But it's not a stand-up special. Right. But it's much better than it deserved to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Them playing two old Jewish guys <laughs> with their does not deserve to be a good show. It deserves to be like kitschy trash. Yes, yes. But it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, of course, having them host the Independent Spirit Awards is also going to be classy. That's true. And That's John true. Mulaney is one of the best, just one of the best. Well, looking, looking forward, I think like in 2018, right? That special mm-hmm. is the one I'm, one I'm looking forward to most. One of them, right? He's got one, I think, in, in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, um, that 
who else has there's some other uh, the, well January the, uh, they've, yeah Chris Rock will definitely have one um, Ellen DeGeneres that's gonna be huge yeah is gonna be on Netflix. Uh, the 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 first two in January that have been announced for Netflix were um, Cat Williams is that right he's got one in January yeah wow. and Todd Glass so I'm wow. looking forward to both of those wow for <laughs> Cat Williams. I really regret missing Cat Williams. He plays Barclays now yeah. a bunch, and I haven't seen yeah, it. I, really I saw him at Barclays and wrote, a, wrote oh, an right. epic piece about that. And then yeah, and then I loved his HBO special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he that's. that's I think he's a guy who, if he can just get out of his own way, but see, like we talked about, like can people come back from stuff? I mean, Cat Williams is still when he's not getting himself arrested, he's putting on memorable shows. That's true. That's true. You're, so, you're, refer, you're referring to, of course, Louis, Louis C.K., which we haven't mentioned. But but if he hadn't, if he hadn't, uh, we but, should. But we the sh- stuff he did was years ago, so he couldn't go back in time and. No, we what we should mention from a purely artistic point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought last year was a step back for Louis. I thought his special last year wasn't as good. 2016, I, you're talking about. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, unlike, no, I thought it was unlike all the TV critics who were going nuts for it, um, yeah. Horace and Pete was wildly overrated uh, and uh, was a ter- was badly flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came back with this special... Uh, 2017. 2017, which I thought was a, re- a real return to form. Yep. Uh, the bits on you know, uh, Christianity I, I, were fantastic. And, uh, I, thought it was his, I thought it was his best... Filmed hour in several years. I completely agree. But it's also the special that once, once you have Louis, all of Louis C.K. in your head, you can't watch it the same way. That's well. That's uh, he's gonna have to deal with that now forever. And so that, that's what you're talking about. You're saying whether you make a comeback. That that will be, I predict, another big I don't, story next year. I, I don't think it's gonna happen next year. You don't think it's gonna happen next year? No, I think there's. I think. No, I think if I think. To be able to come back, you have to truly make amends. You have to truly deal with who you are and be sincere about coming. Like, if you're just coming back as a cash grab, it's not going to... Well, I don't think you're coming back like, as a cash you have grab. To rehabil- you have to rehabilitate yourself. Right. That's why it took Paul Rubens so <clears> long, <throat> even though in in retrospect and in comparison, getting caught masturbating in a movie theater is far down the list of things. Right. But... When you're playing Pee Wee Herman in the on children's television in the early '90s, it's not gonna fly. Right, right, right. But now, but he eventually came back to Pee Wee Herman on Broadway and did a great Netflix movie last yes, year. Yes, yes. So, you know, I think for Louis, he's got to he's got to deal with his demons and process it in a way where he's able to come back. Right. I mean, th- and that's not a and that's not a, on any sort of timetable. Right. I mean, the, the the truth is like no nobody knows when he'll when what's gonna happen to him. Like, and things are changing so much day day to day here. I mean, we all agree but Bill Cosby's not. Bill Cosby's not coming back. Although I do still want to watch that Netflix special. <laughs> Which one is this? The Bill Cosby one that was gonna come out and then got scuttled. <laughs> That's is that right? I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, he had a Netflix special. What was it special. called? What was it called? <laughs> I'm not done yet. No, that was his Comedy Central one. <laughs> Do you which really want ironically, to watch it? That was terrible. Which ironically, no, that's why I want to watch the one that he filmed for Netflix and is never. It's kind of, that's my version of the Jerry Lewis movie, The Day the Clown Cried, that people, that people want to watch. What about I, I Love wanna, You, Daddy? Have you seen it? I have no desire to see it. I, I was actually relieved that the Louis C.K. news broke 
before. that week because I, f- I felt like I was going to be professionally obligated to go see it and write a review and write about how tortured I was to have to watch this gross stuff play out on film knowing right. what we know about Louis. Right, right, right. Dude. So I was relieved that I don't have to see it now. Uh, see, I, I'm the... Although I do want to go back and watch the YouTube videos from the Toronto Film Festival to see it, to see how the audiences there received it. Oh, yeah, Because it yeah. did, that's where it debuted, was at Toronto Film Festival. Right, right, right. But people have seen it. People have screened it. I have not seen it. Well, yeah, critics saw it there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there's Oh, cr- and they sent out, and they did send out... They sent out screeners. The screeners no, I mean, for all the awards. So, no, no, there's still so critics the in have, this city who have it. The, oh, uh, there's tons of, um, there's tons of actors and performers who have it, too. Yes, yes. No. For all the guilds. But what's interesting is that, uh, you know, once, once one of these guys goes down... One there's like waves of reactions, and one of the first ones is like people who say, uh, "I never liked their work, anyways." Right? right. People are like ah, and with Louis, it was particularly ridiculous because people were like, "Ah, he's no good at all," right. which is but different. That happened with Cosby too. Which is like, different. I hated Cosby. I it's never liked Cosby. It's different than saying, "I can't watch his work the same way," right. which is a, I feel like a more like a believable answer. But the idea that like Louis is some is some hack is preposterous. He's obviously an incredible comedian, but with Cosby. It was really true that I think at, he was wildly overpraised in 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 his like the before the the last ten years of his mm-hmm. career. You know, you had all these comedians say how great it were. Like his late night appearances were kind of wandering and aimless. That well, that, that last special was just like you know. Well, he's an old rapist. Yep, he he is he is. But I mean, he but. You know, I, one thing we've learned through this whole thing is that uh, people who are good at their jobs can uh, can do horrible things. Yes. And people who are horrible at their jobs but get help from Russia can still be... Which brings us back to Lee Camp, the, the MVP. <laughs> Vladimir Putin's Vladimir favorite. Putin is the MVP. Vladimir Putin, Vladimir is, the Putin is the MVP. Now that man is funny. That guy. Have you seen him? He rides a horse better than Rory Moore. I'll tell you that much. That was topical. That was good. That was... That was... Those are my improv Happy skills. Hanukkah. I know. The, uh, Happy Hanukkah. The second Merry, day. Merry Christmas. This is our... This is our Christmas episode. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy, happy Merry Holidays. Christmas, happy Holidays. Yeah. And, um, Another year down. And we already talk, talked about what to look forward to in 2018, so yeah. so We've been doing this a long time. We have been. Jeez, my God. Will comedy still be around in 2018? We, that we, we had that conversation last year about the boom or the bust. I know. I and know. Um, are, you really, are you willing to say I was right? I will say you're right that... The, the, that it's... it's it's on the way down. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're you're. Totally we had peaked. Right. We had peaked. We're on the way down. You're right. Are we busted now? Uh, no. I mean, it's it's a it's a it can be a slow slide, but it's it's gonna be a slow deflation. I mean, 2017 saw the end of Vine and CISO, so <laughs> there's no more Vine you're stars. You're really broken up about Vine. No, I'm. Just I've saying, never seen a man so sad about the death of Vine. I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> there's no more Vine stars. <laughs> Name one Vine star, Sean. King Bach. Wow, that's why they. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> yep. That's the, <laughs> who actually? What happened to him? Who actually? He's in movies and stuff. Is he? Okay. Um, but he was. He was an actual. He was a member of the Groundlings before he was making vines. So, he's not like one of those. R.I.P. Difficult people too. Yeah. yeah. That's that. your. I'm surprised you didn't name uh, Billy Eichner as an MVP. Yeah, I think I did it last year, right? I think that was there for calling out Kevin Spacey and. 
for calling. Oh, that was it. Well, difficult people. I'm I'm gonna genuinely miss. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That was that was a, that's a. I short. guess we could have, we could have also made a case for Seth MacFarlane because he had jokes for all the. Yeah, right. Exactly. For yeah. all the, the monsters. <laughs> but um, no, Jason, thank you so much for for helping me uh, close out the the year. Always a pleasure, Sean. Yeah. Always a pleasure. See, Super fun. Same time next year. Yep, definitely. Awesome. You're on. This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Things first.